0: come to the death key show let's go hey all right welcome to the gk show fun music at the beginning yeah You're having a good day. Let's start the pod. Now here I go. It's another. I just had some coffee pod. All right so pretty pumped what am i doing i'm derobing right now i took my hat off my shirt off i'm just ready to go ready to pod (laughs) uh pretty excited that i'm able to get pods out while i'm on these ships now i was in cozumel yesterday and man i was i'm pretty bummed i have this i had this go-to spot in cozumel uh where, you know, there, all these all these ports, there's like tourist restaurants and stuff, everything's expensive and overpriced, but you walk past all that, you get to the main street, I'd go left for about, I don't think it's a mile, probably less than a mile, and then I would just, uh, then I would find this place that was, uh, you know, good fish tacos, really good fish tacos, you get like four fish tacos for like ten bucks, and they're big, and then they had really good Wi-Fi there, so I'd always use the Wi-Fi there, and, um... Now, I, uh, I go to that place, and what happens? The Wi-Fi all of a sudden stinks. Like, I can't download podcasts, I can't, and that's my that's my go-to place, right? I don't wanna say the name of it because I don't wanna shit on this business, but uh, all of a sudden I notice there's, like, it's not busy, there's not really people there. Um, they're getting weird when I'm trying to pay with credit card, which was always fine before. They're like, do you have cash? And I'm just like, what happened to credit card? And I'm like, oh, we gotta go across the street to use your credit card. So, anyways, I go there, cause it's my go-to spot, And I was like, I'm just gonna upload these pods, get some fish tacos, it'll be good, you know what I mean? Not gonna drink, usually when I go to Cosmo, I end up drinking too much, because I'm there all day and I have the day off and whatever. So it's a real trap, you know? But I'm like, I'm not gonna drink. So I got myself a Coca-Cola light and some fish tacos. Internet is just not working, guys. Like, it's not working. I can't do it on my computer, but I already ordered the stuff, so I'm like, all right, whatever, eat it. And then I'm trying to find a place that has Wi-Fi and I, the only place I had Wi-Fi was this tequila bar. So now, I I had end up drinking, you know what I mean? I get myself a margarita, I get myself a cerveza, you know what I mean? Now I'm drinking, bro, you know what I mean? Now I'm drinking. But I, up the, I had really good internet there, so I uploaded uh, the podcast. And I'm recording this on, what is today, Sunday? Today's Sunday. So tonight, one of the ones I recorded will drop. And then tomorrow night, two of the ones I recorded will drop. And so I'm trying to record this one and then maybe another, uh, because tomorrow I'll be in New Orleans and I'm gonna go to Bourbon Street or something, find a place with Wi Fi and I'm gonna upload some more. So any whozer. Uh and then what? Then I think I'll be in I think I'll be in Cozumel again in a couple days after that, so I'll have some more to upload. Anyways, I'm trying to get some content content out. So I'm pretty annoyed that, that place Paprika's there I go, I said the name. I can't go there anymore. They're fi- oh, by the way, their fish tacos are like way smaller. It used to be four fish tacos, and I'm like, man, this is pretty filling. I don't know if I could finish all these fish tacos. And now they're just tiny. So the fish tacos are tiny. The Wi-Fi sucks. They're weird about the credit card. It's um, it's not what it used to be. You know what I mean? It's gone downhill. Um, this is something else I want to talk about. I just, just right before this pod, obviously, I told you guys I had my coffee, right? So I had my coffee and I am staying on deck two right now. Usually I'm on deck, well actually I don't know if I should say usually, uh, a lot of times I'm on deck zero, that's where like the the crew, you know, like they have like the, the crew dining and all that stuff, so that's where I get my coffee, that's my point, right? But I'm on deck two, sometimes I'm on deck two, sometimes I'm on, on deck six, I'm all over the place, right? Sometimes it's at deck zero. So I go down, make myself a little double cap, double cappuccino, right? And uh, I drink it, and all I have to do is leave put my cup in the dishwasher thing and walk up two flights of stairs what is it with that immediate shit that you have to take some time with coffee i drink my coffee i'm just like very close to my room and i'm i'm walking i got that like you just feel like something's about to explode explode out of your ass i've got like an old nfl like a old hall of famer walk on where i'm like walking my back's all fucked up and I'm, like, walking past passengers on my way to my room just hoping they're not going to be like, hey, man, we were at your show. And I'm just like, cool. And then I'm just, like, walking all weird. I'm just shitting my pants. You're like, you let loose a fart or something, right? When you turn a corner and then there's a bunch of people there. What is that? There should be... Is there a name for that? There should be a slang term for that immediate coffee poop. It's so intense. And it's so fast, too. You just get... Not to get all weird, but you go in the bathroom. It's like, boom, you're done in, what, four or five seconds? <laughs> so... Anyways, I had to deal with that on the way up here. Okay, so here, a couple things to talk about. I uh, I watched a show on Netflix called Basketball or Nothing, right? Kind of just breezed through it. Uh, There's a bunch of like half-hour episodes, and it's about this basketball team, this high school basketball team in Chinle, Arizona. C-H-I-N-L-E, Chinle, Arizona. It's a bunch of, uh, they're on a reservation, they're Native Americans, they're Navajo, right? pretty good little documentary. I gotta be honest, I um, I kind of got it, you know, it's real sad, it's poor, These p- kids have like a tough life and everything, but I just really was interested in the basketball stuff, so I did breeze through some of it, because I want to see the games, I want to see if they, their whole goal, the whole, it's uh, six episodes, was it six or eight episodes, and the whole uh, show is about, you know, they want to win their first state title in Arizona, right? And I'm sitting there watching, going, well, they're going to win the state title because this show came out on Netflix. Uh, a couple of interesting things about it. It's produced by Noda Begay, who is the first and maybe the only, um, not a big golf expert, uh, full Native American ever on the PGA Tour. So him and Ricky Fowler, who's like really high-profile golfer, um, they both like produced it along with some other people. But Ricky Fowler, I didn't know, apparently he's... Um, I don't know, is he Navajo or is he just Native American? He said like his grandma grew up on the reservation. I didn't know any of this stuff, so it was pretty cool. And I'm just rooting for these kids, right? It's always funny when you watch those documentaries about like any sports team where they're following a team. I'm just like, oh man, I hope they win. You know what I mean? They played this this white school at one point. Uh, in the quarterfinals where all the kids are like, not all of them, but a lot of them are just like big white kids. And In my head, I'm like, fuck these white kids, dude. <laughs> fuck these white kids. Like, why do you, you get like, you're, whoever you're following. But then it's like, what if the documentary was about that other team, right? Then I'd be like, come on, you got to beat them. <laughs> you know, like you're rooting for whoever the documentary is about. I always think that's funny. It's like in a movie when... Uh, You ever see one of those action movies where everybody's dying? Like, people are just dying left and right, but they're only following, obviously, the main characters. And all we care about is, oh, man, I hope that lady and her fucking family survive. But, like, meanwhile, what about all those other people that are getting killed? Like, they have families, but, you know, they're just side characters. Maybe they only had a couple lines. Maybe they had no lines. Who cares about them? We're following this family. That's all we care about. (laughs) It's just kind of a weird thing. So I'm watching this show, and a couple things. Okay, they're... I don't know, this is Arizona, uh, I grew up in California, so I know kind of the divisions in California, you know, Division 1, 1 AA, 2, 3, 4, 5, like the schools tend to get smaller, you know, and everything, The when you go down, they they were like a Division 3A school, right? And all I'm going to say is, I'm watching this, and uh, once they got into like the, the regional tournament, well the regional tournament I guess was all the reservation teams. Because they, when they won that, it was like, oh, we're the best in the res. So that's cool. But when they get to the state tournament, the teams are playing. I'm like, dude, where, where are all the black kids? You know what I mean? Like, I played basketball growing up. I'm not saying all the best players are black, but there's a ton of black players on the best teams. And it's like, they're in the state tournament, and there's just, like, one black kid on this team. And I'm just like, who are they playing, you know? And also, I didn't know how tall any of them were. That was, like, one of the weird things... They, they were talking they would profile like you know multiple kids on the team obviously and uh, I'm just like how tall is this guy you know I mean they they were talking like oh like this this guy's really good and blah, blah blah and they think you know he might get a d1 scholarship you have to be very good at basketball to get a division one scholarship like you don't only have to be a good shooter and dribbler and all that stuff you have to be very athletic those guys are super super athletic uh, I played Division Three basketball, and I could not bring the ball up the court against a Division One point guard. Like those guys would just stay in front of me. I would not be able to go anywhere. So that's there's like a huge gap, right? Even Division Two, Division Two guys, I feel like are usually just division one guys that are shorter a lot of the time sometimes the guards it's like some 5'7 dude who's just extremely athletic and if he was you know 5'11 he'd be d1 if he was six foot he'd definitely be d1 you know what i mean so anyways i didn't know how tall these guys were And like they had a big guy who was really good i think his name is angelo lewis and they were like yeah like you know if he commits himself like he could play college ball and i'm like how tall is this dude like i because they're all just like next to each other and I could tell, like, oh, he's taller than the other guys on his team, but I couldn't tell how tall they are. There's one little guy, Josiah, who definitely looked very small, but I'm like, how small is that guy? Is that guy 5'7"? Is he 5'2"? Like, I can't tell at all. Um, it's like when you watch an NBA game. Steph Curry looks tiny, right? You watch an NBA game. I remember when Steve Nash would play? people were like, oh, Nash is like the little guy. Steve Nash is huge. Steph Curry is huge. Like, not saying they're big, fat guys, obviously, but they're tall. Like, those guys are legit 6'3", and, like, a full 6'3". I was in an elevator with Steve Nash once a long time ago when he was on the Suns, and he's enormous. Like, he plays the same position I played, and he is way bigger than me. You know what I mean? Like, there are guys in high school that play, like, power forward that are the same size as Steve Nash. And he looks tiny when he's out there with the NBA guys. So my point is, I didn't know how tall these guys were, and then finally, they played a team. Oh, uh, was that big white team or whatever? And finally, there was a there was a reference to height. The coach of the the Chinle team was like, "Yeah, this team's really big, but we're a lot faster than them." And he goes, "They're they got a point guard. They they have a guard who's six seven, and then they have a their big guy inside is six." I'm like, "Okay, finally, I'm going to see some you know juxtaposition of height." And dude, that big guy on the Chinle team. I don't think he could have been more than 6'4". I think he was probably 6'2", or 3", to be honest. But I don't know. I, I want to look it up, but I don't have, like, the full internet access. But anyways, he was a good player and everything. It was just like, where where is he a big guy in college is what I was trying to figure out. Because I went to a Division three college. Our big guys were 6'8", six, 6'9". Six, we had, you know, 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six, six. I think that was probably, like, the shortest big guy we had. There's no, like, 6'2", big guy in college, and that was Division 3, so, I don't know, hopefully that kid did end up getting a scholarship or something, I think he's, yeah, he'd be in college now, because that how the show ended, but anyways, he was, a, he was a junior in this this season they were falling, so, um, let's see, yeah, I don't know where the black players were, uh, there's only a couple, which I thought was very weird for a state basketball tournament, come on, um, then, they don't win. They make it to the final four, and they really started to come on, honestly. Like, they, from the beginning of the season, I'm like, this team's not going to win a state championship. And then they just went on a run, and obviously it's edited and filmed a certain way, but I'm like, oh, this is cool, man, they have a chance. Like, I don't know, though, because they they kept showing the state rankings and where they were going up and down, and there was this one team that was constantly at the top. And I'm like, ah, I feel like that's the powerhouse in the state. I think it was called Blue Ridge or something. So... Anyways, uh, they get to, they start like really kind of finding their groove. The coach convinces them to play defense and everything. And then they make it to the state tournament. They win the regional tournament. They're the best on the res. They're all happy. And then the state tournament, they win the quarterfinals. And then they go to the next one, whatever. And then they go to the final four in Phoenix and they lost. They lost to a team. And it's just like weird because you're watching it going like, oh, they're going to win, right? Aren't they going to win? That's why they have a documentary on Netflix. And then as the game's like going, it's like getting out of hand. I'm like, oh, they're going to be a crazy comeback. They're down 12 with three minutes left. <laughs> Are they going to come back? And then it's just, they just don't. And then the music changes and it's like, they start showing them messing up. They start showing the other team scoring, slow motion, people with their heads down in the stands. I'm like, oh no, this is how this ends? I wanted them to win so bad. Uh, I thought it'd be funny if the documentary just, like, started following the team that beat them. And then we're like, well, we hope they win. (laughs) They just totally never address it and just start following a new team. That'd be funny. So, anyways, they didn't win. And uh, so, okay, remember how I mentioned on another podcast? probably mentioned this multiple times on podcasts. I cry a lot. Like, I cry often, (laughs) especially when I'm away from my family. Um, So, I cried multiple times in, like, the last... 10 minutes of the last episode because uh, two kids uh, signed they get to go to a sagu. I don't know what it stands for something uh, American something it's like a American Indian college in phoenix and two of the players who are seniors they sign to play basketball there and they're gonna you know they're gonna get an education there and they're like that's a big part of it you know what i mean like these people getting off the reservation and getting an education because no one else in their family had a chance to yet and you know they can come back and take care of their family and all that and of course you're totally rooting for them hundred percent so this one kid his name is chance harvey this kid dude his dad died when he was five and he's just like talking about how he's like when i'm signing my letter of intent, like signing day, starts talking about how like I was looking around for my dad, and dude, I just lost it. And he's crying, and he's just like, "But I, but I know he's proud of me." And he's like crying, like I had to cry about this a couple times before I could even podcast about it because I don't want to cry on the podcast. Is <laughs> that sad, dude? He's like that is just so shitty, dude. This poor kid like just looking around for his dad, and ah, so I lost it when that happened, and then I I finally. Stop crying, and I'm like, "All right, cool. Like, we're moving on." Then they go to the little guy Josiah I talked about. He was a senior, and he's in the office uh, with like the I guess the athletic director. I think that's who that guy was, Sean Martin. I think I'm getting these names right. Um, pretty good because I didn't write them down. I think I'm getting them right. I could be getting them all wrong. I'm like, "Hey, this is pretty good. I'm nailing it. <laughs> I'm just not nailing it." Uh, so he's in the office with his mom and his little sister. And this kid doesn't have a dad either. I think his dad, if I remember correctly. I think his dad just left them when he was little. So this guy just wants to, his whole thing, the whole series is like, I just want to get a scholarship to go to college because that's the only way I'll be able to afford it. And he wants an athletic scholarship. It's kind of like, you can't really tell how good this guy is. He's very small. So I was like, where's this guy going to get a scholarship? He does seem quick and seem like a good player and all that. But uh, I I don't know. So maybe there's some smaller school that could get a scholarship. I I had no idea. I couldn't tell. Um, So... He's, uh, he just wants to take care of his mom and everything, and he just seems like the sweetest kid, and he's like, she took care of me, and I just want to take care of her and my little sister and give them a better life. So there's this scene right after the other thing where the guy chants his, his uh, you know, talks about how his dad wasn't there, and he, and he wishes he was and thought he was looking down on him and all this stuff, and was looking around for his dad. Ah. So then as we're in The Office, with his mom his little sister and the athletic director, and the athletic director was like, uh, he was like, Hey, go he goes, so, you know, we talked earlier this year and like, I told you to like write down some schools where you'd want to go and what your, you know, top choice would be. And, you know, you said ASU and then the, the kid's like, yeah. And he goes, but you know, I, uh, I, you know, the only way. You know, I think I could like afford it would be like an athletic scholarship, and I don't see like an athletic scholarship happening at ASU. And in my head, I was like, okay, he thought he was gonna get an athletic scholarship to play basketball at ASU. No way, because that's D1, there's no way he's good enough for that, but he knew it too. And uh, and he, he's his uh, I think his his major, he's like, yeah, because they have the best, they have the program that's like best for my major, it's like one of the best in the state and one of the best in the country. I think it was electrical engineering, okay, Some, something like that. And so, the athletic director, dude, this guy's got good, like, building drama for TV uh, sense. This guy goes, well, I, did, I ran the numbers. And he goes, to go there, it would be $27,500. He goes, a year. He's like, that's for everything. That's for, like, tuition, room, board, like, all that stuff. And by the way, I, when he said that, I was like, what the fuck, dude? Like, this kid, first off, he's an American Indian. And he um he's like in state. Like that seems like a lot to go to an in-state school. If that's how much in-state cuz Arizona state is a state school. It's not a private school. So what? 28 grand basically to go to an in-state school and he's like Native American. There's no break. I thought that was really high, but I obviously have no idea. Um that is insane though, if that's how much college costs now. So uh so he tells him that and he's like dude he goes that's like that's like a brand new truck every year for four or five years. And it's just like, you know, dejected. They cut to the mom. She's sitting there like, fucking no way. You know what I mean? Like, how are we going to pay for this? And then he goes, so I guess like all that. And I thought they were going to talk about like, yeah, man, you can get a job on campus. Or maybe here's like, a, here's like a grant you can apply for or something like that. I thought that was what he was going to say. Because he was just like really like letting this family feel like they're totally fucked. And then uh, he goes. So I guess like the only thing that's next is this. <laughs> it's like this dude is like made for TV. This athletic director hands him this Manila envelope. The kid opens it and he's and he's like read it. I think the guy told him read it out loud, or maybe his mom said read it out loud. And he opens it and he starts reading it. And he's like, uh, it's from Arizona State, and they're like, we'd like to inform you that you've been accepted, blah blah blah. And I'm like, this better be a scholarship, because if not like this is just brutal he just told this kid yeah it's going to be about 100, 120 grand 150 grand and uh, you can't afford it and now you're accepted what are you going to do like getting on campus job Oh, there's got to be a way to do it right so he just keeps reading it and it's like yeah you've been accepted and also like he got the Obama legacy scholarship or something and the guy and the kid doesn't know what it means I had a feeling what it meant <laughs> But I didn't know exactly what it meant. And then he's like, do you know what that means? The athletic director's like, do you know what that means? And Josiah's like, no. And he goes, the the athletic director goes, everything's taken care of. He's like, they're taking care of your tuition, your room, your board, everything, as long as you're there. And dude, I just started, I'm like, I'm like, welling up right now thinking about it. I was so happy for that kid. I'm like watching on my phone crying for the second time in the last like five, six minutes. And uh, it's, like, so awesome, man. So good that that kid got that. So he, I want to, like, follow this guy's life now. Make sure he gets that degree and takes care of his family and stuff. I thought it was going to be a scholarship from Ricky Fowler. Because Ricky Fowler and Noda Begay, that's going to be one of them. Because they're PGA golfers. They make a ton of money. And they came and spoke to the kids in one episode, you know? So I'm like, oh, like... Ricky Fowler is going to help him out. And it was like this, just like some scholarship that's called like the Obama legacy scholarship or something, uh, that I, I guess he, I mean, did he not apply for that? Like, that's what I, the only thing I was confused about. I was too busy crying, but like, did the athletic director just submit him for that? Wouldn't he need to fill something out? You know, wouldn't he be aware that he submitted for some scholarships or whatever? I don't know. Anyways, I lost it. I start crying. And then it's, like, the end of the thing, whatever, and uh, they show, they go, the next season, there's this kid, Cooper Burbank, who's a sophomore, who's, like, their star player, pretty much, and he seemed pretty good, I can't tell how tall he was, that's the thing again, I'm like, is this guy 5'11", or is he 6'2", like, I couldn't tell, and uh, he was really good, and he's a sophomore, so they, you know, it's the end of the show, basically, so they do just the, you know the shots of the team you know like guys coming out and it tells you on the screen of words like what happened and they're like the next season coach Mendoza led them to an undefeated season and I thought it was gonna be like oh sweet and they won the state title because they're undefeated right and he goes and then they got upset in the quarterfinals of the state tournament I was like no dude no that pisses me off so much I thought it was gonna be like so they had a much better season and then they just got upset in the quarterfinals that stinks And that Angelo guy was a senior uh, that year, the next year. So I wonder what he's doing. And then Cooper Burbank, he should be a senior now, I'm guessing. Right? Um, Anyways, I want to know what this Cooper Burbank guy's up to. I want to know what the Josiah kid's up to. I want to go watch a game at that... American Indian college sagu Let's see chance Harvey and the other guy What's the other guy's name dude? I forgot that other guy's name. I feel bad because he is also a big part of the story But uh, yeah upset in the quarterfinals That was not what I wanted to see at all. Okay. I think I covered everything about that show. It's a good show It's uh it's a tearjerker, but I mean that's coming from me. So everything's a tearjerker when it comes from me uh, Then after that I could not sleep so I had downloaded the movie Wine Country on Netflix, and I could not get through it. I just could not get through it. Like all those, it's with like Amy Poehler and Anna Gastier and all those SNL, Rachel Dratch, all those SNL ladies, and uh, and Tina Fey's in it and stuff. It is just not, like they're obviously all funny, but I'm just like, this is, what is this? Like it's, it's I just couldn't get through it. It was just a bunch of women like being vulgar and getting drunk and saying vulgar things and talking shit—I I don't know. Like I didn't even—I don't know where the story went. I didn't know where it was gonna go. I'm gonna try and get through the rest of it. Just wasn't my cup of tea, you know. Wine country—it's an acquired taste. But uh, so there's my BS review of that. Um, okay, so I go on Twitter this morning and because that's my way to connect to the outside world when I'm out here. And uh, I see that Google, hashtag Google Andrew Yang is trending, right? Now, Andrew Yang, who's running for president on the Democrat side, I saw this guy in an interview a long time ago, and uh, I thought it was very interesting. You know, he seems like a very smart guy. He's obviously a very smart guy. And he seems like a, like, genuine dude. He doesn't seem like a politician, which is nice. But the one thing that I just can't get over is uh his whole like a, a big part of his platform is like UBI, which is Universal Basic Income. He wants to give everybody a thousand dollars a month just because, right? And he says like that's to offset you know the automation that's coming and machines taking jobs and stuff. And I'd like I get that that's a problem that he's trying to address. What I the only thing I can't get over is if you give people a thousand dollars a month, and even like when you when you read on Twitter, people are all like, yeah, like. They put up these, not memes, but those little, like, charts. I love how stupid we all are that we see, like, any sort of... Oh, great, now my internet went out again. Now I can't get to it. We see any sort of, like, charts, like, here's, like, four facts, and here's four facts on the other side. Um, It was all about why the universal basic income is way better than uh, raising the minimum wage to $15 an hour or whatever, right? Okay, so great, now my thing doesn't work, so I'll just have to talk about it. But basically... Uh, Here's my thing about it. Wouldn't you just, wouldn't places, if everybody, if businesses knew that everybody was getting another 12 grand a year, I have a couple issues with this. First one is, if if I'm a business and I go, oh, everybody has another $12,000 in their pocket, then I'm just going to raise the price of stuff because I know people have extra money that they didn't have before. Not saying there aren't people who could use it, I'm not like trying to be a a jerk about it, but... Just as a business, I'm like, oh, everybody's got more money, then things go up. You know what I mean? So then it's like the the value of money. I feel like would go down again. I'm not like an expert economist. This seems like logic to me. You know what I mean? Um, that's why some people think cryptocurrency will take off because they're, you know, they're trying to make it like there's only a finite amount. That way, it has value. That's why like when people say like, oh, just print more money, it'll take care of it. It's just idiotic because then there's just more money. And so the value of money goes down because it's not as scarce. I don't know. I don't really understand how anyone, I, I, can't, I can't understand how he's such a smart guy, but he thinks that would work. And then um, the other thing too is he wants to make it, there's a couple things. He wants to make it $1,000 a month, right? And when I first heard that, I was like, what if we do that? And then somebody else wants to get elected someday. And they're like, I'm going to up it to $2,000 a month. And then I listened to him, and I've listened to him in, like, multiple interviews, and I heard somebody ask that question, and I was like, okay, I want to know what his response is, because, you know, you got to have a good answer for that. And he was just basically like, well, yeah, like, you could just kind of, like, you know, hope that the politicians in the future wouldn't do that. And it's like, what do, like, politicians are just people who want to get elected. Like, they're just, they're all just people who just want to get elected and stay elected. So why would you not just be like, hey, everybody? how's that UBI working for you You know what I mean people are like yeah it's like how about another thousand dollars a month and then people who you know there's always going to be I don't know It just feel I feel like people are just going to be like yeah I'll vote for the guy who's going to do two thousand dollars a month and somebody else will go two thousand what about three thousand dollars a month and it's like the value of money just goes to nothing I always I mean I haven't looked into this but if you ever go to other countries like if you're in India um you know their their mon- money's called a rupee and it's like, things just cost a ton, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, like, I don't know it cost a ton for us, but I mean, like, in rupees, right? Like, I don't know what the exchange rate is right now, but, you know, you'll buy something that's like, oh, that's 500 rupee, you know, something that costs us, like, two bucks or whatever. I'm not saying those numbers are correct, I'm just saying, don't, like, isn't that, isn't that because India's been around for so long? So, like, inflation just keeps going? <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong with this, but, like, and then it's just all this, like, they didn't start out going... Oh, yeah, like, you know, 2,000 rupee buys you a pack of gum. But now it's, like, 2,000 rupee buys you a pack of gum. It's just, like, the same with, like, in the United States. Like, you know, things used to be, uh, you know, you'd see all these, like, if you see, like, an old menu from McDonald's, like, the first McDonald's or whatever, and it's, like, hamburger, 5 cents. You know, cheeseburger, 7 cents, like, or whatever, you know. 10 cents or 15 cents. Milkshake? You want a milkshake? That's, you know, <laughs> a quarter, whatever it is, right? It's not like that was equivalent to a quarter today. It's not like back in the day when a cheeseburger was 40 cents, that's the same as today us getting a cheeseburger, us using 40 cents to get a cheeseburger. It's because of inflation. So now a cheeseburger is 6 bucks, or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, So I don't understand why just uh, printing a bunch of extra money, or you're giving people a bunch of extra money, um, I don't understand why uh, one, people, uh, it wouldn't just... I have so many points going through my head. I don't understand what I already said, <laughs> but I also understand people don't use, people aren't all smart with money. Like I know for a fact, if you gave me an extra $1,000 a month, I'd just be like, cool, like I'm saving that money, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm not going to stop working. I wanted to save that money. It's extra money. Maybe I'll put it away for a rainy day. I'll invest that money. I'll do stuff like that, right? Um, but there's a lot of people who they're like, oh, I got another $1,000 a month, I'm gonna go buy $1,000 worth of stuff every month, like, I'm gonna go get a new, uh, I'll I'll wait two months and I'll get a big flat screen TV that I don't really need, because I already have a TV that works but now I'll get a dope TV, you know what I mean, like, I'll get a better one, or, oh, I'll, I'll use this and I'll go buy some new clothes that are, like, more expensive than clothes I can afford, like, people are not, that's the thing I don't understand, Andrew Yang is such a smart guy and he seems like a genuine dude but it's like, people aren't good with money. Like a lot of people aren't good with money. And I'm, just, I'm not saying like I'm the best with money because I'm not. I'm just saying that's something I learned as I got older. So many people have no clue what they're doing with money. Like I've seen in entertainment where people book something and they get $50,000 and they go buy like a $50,000 car. It's like, guess what? You're back to square one. You know what I mean? Now you have a $50,000 car and you don't know if you're going to book something else. And maybe you will. Maybe you book a bunch of stuff. Maybe you become famous and who cares? It all worked out. But a lot of times people just buy stuff thinking like just because they got a payday it's never going to stop and it's going to keep happening i mean i when i was doing a lot of shows at colleges colleges paid really well and the whole time i was doing it i was like this can end like that and i knew it was going to end like that at some point and i did it as long as i could and it was good stage time and it was good life experience got to travel the country i got to meet people from like every state and realize everyone's not a piece of shit the way people on the coast try and make it. like everyone's such a dumb idiot in the middle of the country uh I'm not saying I ever thought that but it was like anyways it was a really good experience and all that and I got to perform for a lot of people but anyways I like banked as much money as I could because I'm like at some point I'm not gonna be booking college anymore I'm gonna get older or something's gonna happen I didn't realize what would happen is I'd still be doing great at the shows, but then it would just become, colleges become this place where you can't (laughs) say anything because everybody's offended uh, about every single thing. If you think that's not a thing, it 100% is. Uh, I could talk about that uh, after this. But so the UBI thing, I just don't get, one, how it's not going to just devalue money more, two, how people are going to just... Um, are just assumed to be smart with money. Three, how other politicians down the line, which Andrew Yang didn't have a good answer for, aren't just going to up it just so they can get elected. Next thing you know, everyone's getting a free 10 grand a month and we're in India and it's like everything costs fucking a thousand bucks but a thousand bucks is equivalent to what 10 bucks used to be. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't get it. Businesses won't raise their prices. Like, I feel like these are like very simple questions and when I heard some of them asked to Andrew Yang just didn't have an answer for it. Maybe I missed it. Maybe in later things uh, he had an answer for it. That being said, that guy does... I still like that guy probably more than any of the other Democrats, because he doesn't seem like a lying sack of shit. You know what I mean? I think there's some... I think it's kind of a utopian idea he has about how people are going to be with this UBI. Um, But, I don't know. I'm sure if I sat down with him, which I'm sure won't happen, (laughs) he could explain to me uh, a little bit better, but uh, yeah, he seems like a genuine guy. He seems like a very, very smart guy. <coughs> but some people are just, I don't know, some people are super book smart and not, you know, like, street smart. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not saying he's not street smart. I'm just saying it, it, there just seems like a lot of holes with that plan. Um, all right, now that I brought it up, I guess I'll just talk about, uh, was there something else I want to talk about the UBI thing? Let me see. Oh, yeah. Another thing that I think is interesting, kind of made me think of it, it has nothing to do with Andrew Yang, but... We have a lot of industries now, where people are making good money, and they are jobs. These are real jobs, but it's not really creating anything. And the thing I uh, I think about, and it's not like it's not like benefiting society. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you could be a social media influencer, right? If you get a lot of followers for some reason, uh, you can, and it's, it's all there are all sorts of social media influencers. You know what I mean? it's not just like comedy or something, they're just models, there's uh, fitness influencers, all that stuff. And I mean, fitness influencers, at least they're like, you know, showing you workouts and stuff and, you know, good for them. And so then, and then they're promoting products. They're like, this is a healthy protein shake I use or whatever. But there's a lot of people who are just making money and a lot of money because they have so many followers and advertisers go to them now and say, hey, will you advertise our clothes or our, our pro- you know, our, our shakes or whatever, our teeth whitening thing or whatever. And I mean, I've seen one of my most envied influencer people, there's like this, I've seen a couple of different ones, I don't know how I ended up on their page, this family just travels, they just travel, it's like a husband, wife, two. I think they have two kids, I think they have a boy and a girl, and I'm sure there's something behind, it. I'm sure it's not organic, I'm sure it was all like manufactured, and these people are just, I don't know, they're found through like a casting thing or something, but they travel, maybe not though, they travel and then, every picture are just, like, really nice, professionally done pictures, so I'm guessing they must be traveling with, like, a photographer, and then you tap on the picture, and it's like, the wife, like, she's wearing this dress is from this, and her hat is from this, and the husband's shirt is from this, and his pants are this, and his belt is this, and his shoes are this, and it's like, and the resort that they're staying at is, everything is featured, right? And I'm like, whoa, that would be a pretty fun life to just get, and they're all good looking, you know what I mean? That'd be a pretty fun life to just go travel, see the world and get paid and you get to wear like nice clothes and stay at nice places and they just and you're just paid to promote every single thing that's going on in the picture but my point is say you're a social, say you're, say you're let's just try, go with like instagram just like those the, these like these ass models basically right these girls that just like post pictures like real provocative pictures and everything and they're good looking and they have millions of followers hundreds of thousands of followers a lot of them have millions of followers they're making money, and I'm not knocking them, I'm not saying like, oh, shame on them, like whatever, you're making a living, but what are they producing? Like, we have to think about that at some point, like, there's no you know, some people uh, you know, you you invent the wheel or whatever, and then whatever, I don't know, you invent a car, now now that helps society, people are moving around better, people can transport goods better, Um, you invent uh, computers, now people can, you know, connect, whatever, you invent the internet, like, there's like things that like, are people are making money off of, but they're benefiting society in some way, and I'm just saying, like, there's, like, a whole industry, a huge industry, and it's growing and growing and growing, of people who are just getting a lot of followers online, and then getting paid a lot of money to be like, hey guys, like, I'm really hot, right, I eat rx bars you know and it's something you're like oh do you like my outfit well my top is from bb <laughs> and you know these shoes are my new adidas trainers and i love them you can go buy them here like that it's i don't know like maybe i'm looking too much into this but like there's there's youtube uh you know kids there's kids on youtube who make millions of dollars just doing like toy reviews and I don't know. Like, I guess it's not a lot of people when you think about it in the grand scheme of things. But the UBI thing got me thinking of it. Like, there are way there are so many ways to make money where you're not really benefiting society. And again, like, I'm not talking as like from some position of like I'm totally helping the world or anything. Uh, but it's just it's just an interesting thing. Like, we need people to create things that help society, that advance society, that make things better, that make things easier, and if you know kids growing up I don't know I just feel like they're gonna see oh I just wanna be on YouTube doing toy reviews and or I just wanna you know build my followers and everything and then someday like I can just promote stuff on my Instagram and whatever whatever the social media platform is and I'll make money I don't know it just seems like a it just seems like a weird society that we've like created where, you know social media is just I don't know I think social media is, I think I said this before, I should come with a surgeon general warning. I don't think social media is healthy at all. <laughs> like I don't, I think there's some pluses to social media, obviously, you can connect with people um, from all over the world and stuff in the snap of a finger, but I think there's way more bad things. You know what I mean? I'm not going to get into all of them right now, but I just feel like the downside is so enormous. Uh, as far as what it's doing to people psychologically, all the bad things that can happen as far as connecting with people, like, you know, uh, the type of people, that people hiding their identity, and I don't know, I'm just thinking all these horrible thoughts right now. But uh, anyways, briefly I'll just say about the colleges, because I brought it up, um, which is another thing which I think is not a good thing for society. And I think it comes from a decent place where you don't want to offend, you know what I mean? Like, you don't want to offend people. But at the same time, um... When I first started performing at colleges, it was 2007. I think the first college show I did was 2007. And then very quickly after that, I just kind of started to do a lot of colleges. 2008, 2009, all the way to like 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. I think even 2016 I was doing uh, some colleges. I might have done a couple, maybe one or two in 2017. I don't remember, but uh, I did do some in 2017, but not a lot. And then it's like, now it's like over, right? But uh, when I first started doing colleges, you know, there's all sorts of different universities, there's religious universities, there's state schools, there's private schools, and they'd all have, you know, you'd show up and I'd always ask, just in case, it'd be like, oh, are there any content restrictions? And almost every school, when I first started, was like, nah, they're adults, what are you talking about? Say whatever you want, they're adults, you know? We tell them it's an adult show. They're in college now. And I'm like, all right, cool. Every now and then I'd go to a school, and it was like a Catholic school or something, and they'd be like, hey, uh, you know, uh, don't talk about birth control, don't talk about abortion. I'm like, all right, cool, I got it. And like, yeah, we're Catholic. I'm like, okay, t- I won't mention anything like that. And then... Um, I remember one school was a Jesuit school and, I, and they go, yeah, they go, just say whatever you want. They go, just keep it with like Jesuit ideals. And I was like, I have no idea. That's so vague. And they're like, we'll just in the back, we'll just like wave our hands if you start saying something and we'll and we'll just wave our hands. And I'm like, all right, cool. Sounds good. So my point is for the most part, it was like, say whatever you want. They're adults, right? So very quickly over the next, you know, five, 10 years, it became almost every school had content restrictions. These are, you know, Nothing, nothing changed with, you know, I mean, well, yeah, my act did change, I was writing new stuff, but, like, it had nothing to do with my act, it, had not, it just, like, the kids were, I guess, so coddled and, like, complaining about everything. By the time I was done doing colleges, it was extremely rare. There was maybe only, like, one college I can think of where I said, hey, any content restrictions, and they, it was, like, the old days, they were like, oh, no, they're adults, Say whatever you want. I'm like, really? <laughs> are you sure? Do you want to keep your job? Because I feel like everybody's scared and running for the hills right now about content. So my point is, the last, like one of the last schools I remember doing, the lady, the advisor from the school said, you know, I said, hey, are there any con-? I don't even know if I asked her this conversation. She might have just sent me this whole list of things. And it just was so nonsensical. It was, all this stuff is like, don't, don't reference a race or religion to which you don't belong, but like, you can't even reference it, right? You can't even say like, oh, my best friend uh, is black and he took me to his church and I've never been to a black Baptist church. Like you couldn't even do that according to her because like that's racist or something. You're telling a story about your best friend. Um, and then uh, and one of the things, it said like, nothing anti-Muslim. And of course, first off, I don't do anything anti-Muslim in my act or privately, <laughs> I don't speak anti-Muslim stuff speak anti-muslim stuff but my point is what 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 was i I, like what does that mean like oh i can just shit on christians i can just make fun of hindu people i can just crap all over buddhists like it didn't say don't like disparage others religions it said nothing anti-muslim and i'm like that is such a weird thing to write because there's so many other religions and you're making it sound like oh yeah fair game on everybody but don't say anything uh, anti-islam it's like uh, okay i don't make fun of anyone's religion on stage. So I wrote this lady back. There was a bunch of stuff. If I had internet right now, I would try and find this email, which would be pretty hard to find, but um, maybe I will find it and read it. Uh, so, I wrote this lady back, and I was just like, because my wife is Mexican, she's Catholic, her family's Mexican, my father-in-law's from Mexico, I talk about my family in my act, right? So I wrote her back, and I was like, hey, I go, totally cool, you know, got it. Um, I just just wanted to know, like, uh, I'm married, my wife is Mexican, I love my wife, I go my kids are I even have I don't know if I, I didn't have Levi yet. My daughter, I guess my daughter's half Mexican, I go my wife's Catholic, like her family's from Mexico and I'm like, uh I talk about my wife and her family and my act, and I go, and I love them. Like I was I was writing it kind of as a, like it was a joke in my head, but to her this was all like very serious. And I go, uh, is it cool if I do my material about my own family, I go, because I love them, and I'm not putting down Mexicans, or Catholics or anything, and she writes me back something like, I think when it comes to the Mexicans, you've been uh, accepted into that group, so that should be okay. Like, how stupid does that sound? How about just, like, don't (laughs) say, like, if you say racist shit, like, we're gonna, like, you'll never be invited back, you know what I mean? Or something like, I don't know, and the fact is, is, like, people can people can take jokes the wrong way or something i get it so they but they're trying to like make everything so safe so then it's like these these students grow up in a world where everything is like offensive and they're like looking to be offended and everybody wants to be a victim it's like this weird weird culture and if you think about it back in the old days if you were 18 19 you were already you know you were going through some shit since you were like 12 11 10 you were working on the the in the fields you know on the farm or whatever you were doing stuff, you were probably driving a truck like around, I don't know I'm just saying like now it's like you're 18 it's like you're 11 now, it's very very strange and I don't think that's good for society either. people need to have like a thick skin, you know what I mean and not everything, if somebody mentions a race that they don't belong to, it means they're racist, you know, if somebody could I'm Jewish, somebody could say something and just reference uh you know jews or temple or something and i'm not like whoa dude are you jewish you can't say jewish if you said jewish and you're not jewish you're clearly a bad person so i don't know i don't think that's good uh, at all for society this is just, what a downer what a downer way to end that but anyways uh i'm gonna get going gotta get a little workout in i got two more shows tonight then i'll be in new orleans tomorrow maybe i'll think of something else about so you throw something else down but uh oh my god i totally forgot if you guys have not yet please rate the podcast five stars I went the whole episode without mentioning that please rate it five stars totally helps me out so sick of mentioning it but i will mention every episode until everybody listens rates at five stars subscribe tell a friend really really appreciate it uh my goal is to someday i don't know how long it'll take get this podcast to where i can stay home with my family more and just put out content constantly Get inter- more interviews and stuff with people, which I will get done when I'm in town, I promise. Uh, so, yeah, appreciate all the support. Thanks so much. Thank you for to my daddy.